Father, we raise our hands to you. We lift our hands to you. We praise you. We glorify you. So we praise you, we praise you, so we praise you, we glorify you, we will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I have need of nothing. I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yay! Yay! Yes! Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. You are with me. You anoint my head with oil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Glory to God. Surely goodness, surely goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Every day, today, right here, right now, goodness and mercy. Thank you, Lord. Your healer, your savior, you're my provider. You're my financier. You take care of all my needs. Surely goodness and mercy today will follow me. Today. Follow me every day of my life. Not in the future. Not in the future. Right here. Right now. Today. Say this with me. Thank you, Father. Something good is going to happen to me today. Because your goodness and your mercy, not my goodness, not my mercy, not my righteousness, your righteousness that you gave me through the blood of Jesus. I didn't have to work for it. I didn't have to earn it. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. And that's why today, goodness and mercy follow me today and tomorrow and every day. You're with me. I glorify you. I glorify you. I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It's important. It's important to worship God every day, every day when you wake up. The Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. You actually set up a habitation for him in the natural manifested realm. He's in you, but he's not always manifesting in you. He is in you. You asked him to come in, but he's quiet sometimes. Why? Because we don't give him glory. Because we don't set up a habitation for him to move in, to work in. He's a faith God. He's in the fourth dimensional realm. And you have to get up there with him. You're capable and you're able. And you have to take the time to get up there with him. Quote the word to him that he gave you. Praise him for being healer. Praise him for being savior. Praise him for the word that you read. This is what you said, God. This is what you said, and so I'm taking you at your word. It may not look like it's in full manifestation in my life at the moment, but this is what you said. You said you're my healer. You said in Exodus 15, 26 and Exodus 23, 25, you said I will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. You're not supposed to go home early. He wants to fulfill the number of your days. Ephesians 2.10, I am his workmanship. Come on, say it. I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus 
for good works that I might walk in them. Today is one of those days. Yes. Today's one of those days that you were created for. You were created for Sunday. Yes. You were right. created oh, to walk right. in good works. You were created to get up and minister to people Amen. and help people and love people. Yes. And you say, me? Yeah, you. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. When, you, when I walk in this place, is there place. somebody that I can speak to, that I can help, that I can give a good word to. No, you may not be up here, but you're out there, and that's where all the people are. And so let God lead you and guide you. That's faith. That is faith. Well, we're going to continue talking about faith this morning because it's such an important uh, subject. God is a faith God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. It's impossible to please him without faith. He that comes to God must believe that he is, number one, that he is God and that he exists. And that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's not just once a week. That's not diligent. We're glad that's better than nothing. Coming to church, that's awesome. That's something that you've put forth in effort. But if you're not seeking him every day, you're not really diligently seeking him. I know you have time, and I know I have time because we all have the same amount of time, and we all can get busy. But if you don't have the time, if you can truly look at me and say, every, let's see, we stay awake for mm, 15 hours and sleep eight hours. Some people sleep longer. But let's say we stay awake for 15 hours. Somewhere in that 15 hours, somewhere out of all those 15 hours that you are awake, you can set aside some time to speak to God, to praise him, to open up his word and say, I set my affection on you today. Because I don't think you're at work like solid 15 in people's faces, like solid talking 15 hours. If you are, you're too busy. You better cut back on that. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. All right, so let's go to Hebrews 11, 1. 11, 1, Hebrews 11, 1, our text scripture for the next couple weeks. By faith, amen. By faith, by faith, amen. Now I got to go because I don't have nobody helping me on the screen, so I got to turn myself. That's okay. That's okay. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things that you can't see in the natural. Everybody say faith is substance. It is substance. It's not some ethereal thing that you can't get a hold of. The Bible says faith is the substance of what? That thing you hope for until it comes into manifestation. It is fourth dimensional substance. And so Jesus called it substance. And so say, my faith has substance. My faith is the substance of that thing I'm hoping for, that thing I'm expecting. It is actual, a tangible substance in the fourth dimension realm. It takes the place of the actual third dimensional realm physical manifestation. And so it's just as real up there as it is down here. But what we're doing is that we're going to be bringing it from fourth dimension into third dimension. And that's what, we're, that's what we've been talking about, how to get it from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. It is the things that you believe in God for. They do belong to you. They are yours. You have right. You, you find out what you have right to. You find out what you already legally have rights to. And then you start quoting them, making them a part of you. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing by the word of God, whether it's coming out of your mouth, or pastor's mouth, or Justin's mouth, or your mouth. Faith comes. So open your Bible and quote the word of God. Jesus is the living word. So every time you quote it, or you hear it quoted, which you need to say it too, faith comes. Faith comes. That's it right. comes, comes. From, from that dimension, and it builds up inside of you to the point that if you'll keep saying, you'll keep hearing, it'll become such a part of you that you will, for lack of better words, drag it 
from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But say this with me. Faith is the substance of the things substance. hoped for. It is evidence. It is evidence. My faith, say my faith is evidence of things I can't see quite yet in the natural. Amen? And so it says by faith we understand, verse 3, we understand. We understand that the world's, well, I don't understand. I don't understand how this works. Stop saying I don't understand. Yeah, right. Amen. That's right. Amen. <laughs> I just read what the Bible said that you do understand. Yes. Amen. So maybe you don't understand with your brain yet, but you do understand with your heart. Yeah. Somehow yeah. you That's understand right. enough with your heart that you ask Jesus to come in your heart. You don't know how you believed it, really. But you just know the Holy Spirit got in front of you and quickened the fact that Jesus, you didn't see Jesus die and go to hell. You didn't see him rise from the dead. You, in this, in this day, you didn't see that. But you accepted it when that word came alive and hit you in the heart. You said, yeah, somehow, I don't know how I did, but I believed it. Yes. But I believe it. And that's why that, that, that story that pastor tells about Hal in the hospital, he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand about Jesus and hell and the great. And he finally looked at me and said, I don't understand either. You don't? You're the preacher. You don't understand? I don't understand this with my brain. But I believe it. Amen. I said, he said, do you believe it, Hal? And he said, I believe it. And, and when he said, I believe it, bam, he was changed from dark into light, from night into day. And so the Bible says, by faith we understand that the worlds, the planets, the earth, the kingdoms, were were what the the they were what they were framed by what the word of god they were framed so everything you're sitting on everything that you see including me everything you see in this in this world was framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made from things that you can see that's what visible means we're not made from things that are visible. So everything that you see, everything you see came from a realm that you can't see. Yes. Yeah. So the fourth dimension, just because you can't see it in the third dimension, it is more real than this dimension. Yes, it is. Because yeah. it made this dimension. It made this world. It made you and I. And so by faith now, we understand that these worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke it. He said, let there be light. And there was like, well, how did that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe we will know one day how it worked. Yes. He, he is an infinite being. Amen. We are finite in the sense of our bodies, but we are also infinite in our spirits. Yeah. And so... The Bible says that we're going to see a new thing about God for the rest of eternity. So you don't, don't, don't go around asking, well, I don't really understand that in my brain. Your brain's not big enough to understand it, but your heart is. And so that's why the Bible said, you know, you have to enlarge your heart. You have to increase the capacity, the size of your heart. How do I do that? By accepting the word of God, what he said. He's God. I'm not. Something bigger created me. I didn't create myself. I didn't ask to be here. But God wanted me here. And so no matter what you've gone through in your life, God has a purpose for you, and it's a good one. And you have to accept it. And go, I accept that purpose, and I'm going to walk in the good works that you've ordained me to walk in. He's given every one of us good works to walk in. And you need to say, according to Ephesians 2.10, I'm his workmanship. Maybe someone tried to damage his workmanship on your travel, on your journey through life. But that doesn't mean you're damaged goods. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, not. Right. You're his workmanship. And he's going to deal with that that damaged you. Yeah. But you don't have to stay damaged because you are his yeah. workmanship. Amen. Created in Christ for good works that you should walk in them. That's yeah. faith. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Enoch walked with God. By faith, Noah obeyed and built an ark. When there was no rain, he never seen rain in his life. Faith is an obedient act. When you read something in the Word of God, and he says, don't do this, do this, that's called faith. You just obey, 
right? You just obey. That is called faith. Not necessarily, oh, I'm believers. Yeah, that's all a part of it. But if Jesus said faith is confident expectation that what he said will happen for you. So where do you get that confident expectation? That's the only place. That's the only place to get it. You can't get it anywhere else. You only can get that confident expectation. Faith only comes through the word of God. That's right. And through hearing the word of God being preached. Amen. So when you're not hearing it, you better be reading it and you better be speaking it yourself. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's just like you attend to the needs of your personal needs every day. Most people don't, won't walk out of the house without brushing their teeth and combing their hair and taking a shower or whatever. Right? You're hungry, you eat, whatever. You know what you need to do to make yourself presentable and to feel good. Well, this is very important in your feel-good day. You are not just a natural physical being. You are a three-part being. You are a spirit. That is what you are, and you have a soul, and you live in your body. Don't just take care of your body. I mean, please take care of your body. But don't just take care of your body. Your soul and your spirit is way more important than your body. So if something has to, like, take a back seat, don't fix your hair that day. Put it up in a bun or something. But read the word, I mean, not men. I mean, a man bun. I mean, it used to be popular, man bun. But what I'm saying is that if something has to take a back seat, let it be physical preparation, right? Or eat lunch instead of eating breakfast. Take that time or read the word while you're eating breakfast. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I know I'm not really like reading my Bible right now, but I'm a walking Bible right now. Jesus said, why? Because I have studied these verses and I opened them and I needed them. I needed them when I was going through struggles. I'm the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone. Because there was a time in my life that people were talking things into my ears. You got to eat this. You got to do this vitamin. You got to eat this. And and this is why you're sick. And he, he had me open up to that scripture. When you're going through something really hard and you're really seeking God, I can't tell you how many times my Bible just would fall open to a scripture and my eyes would go through it, right to it. That's because Holy Spirit took me there. Holy Spirit took me there. You know, when I don't know where to go, I don't know what to look up. I'm just, ah, I just need you. And I just open my Bible and there it is. Bam, there's the scripture I need. He is a great God. And so he spoke to me and said, I'm the bread of life. Eat me. Well, that's weird. Yeah, but he says, my words are spirit and they're life. Well, you know, food, good food gives you natural energy. And so good food from the word gives you what? Spiritual energy. He said to me, he said to me, man shall not live by bread alone. You'll live by bread, but not by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's not good enough for you just to have waffles and meat and your your drink. It's not good enough. You need the bread of the word of God. Amen. So by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. He spoke so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And it goes on. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. That's not a big deal. It's a big deal. He just did what God said. God says, I want a lamb. He gave him a lamb. Cain gave him fruit. He says, I don't want fruit. I want a lamb. Just do what I say, right? That's just, this is what I said. This is what I want. That's faith. Just do it because you're, you're stepping out and going, okay, I trust you and I'm going to act on your word. Faith is just acting on the word of God. You said I was this, so that's what I am. You said that I am healed, so I am. You said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So what can you believe for? Start somewhere. What can you expect? Well, all right. God told Abraham, go out and look at the stars. You see these stars? This is going to be your seed. He's like, okay. It says he was strong in faith. But how did he get strong in faith? Well, first of all, he took God at his word. And then it said, by giving glory to God. Ooh, hallelujah. 
One of the ways you get strong in faith is by giving glory to God. I thank you. This is what you said. I praise you. This is your word. I praise you. And you just invite God's actual manifested presence to come and habitate right around you from fourth dimension in third dimension. And you go, I praise you. This is what you said. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I praise you. This is what you said. 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 Trying to sell a house quite a few years ago, the cabin, and, and um, it was a bad time to sell a house, you know, nobody was buying, nobody. And um, recession, uh, nobody wanted to buy. When recession hits and, and it gets all over the, n- the news and the stock market crashes, everyone's like, Argh! everybody freezes. They freeze their assets, they freeze their bodies, they just freeze. You know, they don't do anything, they just sit and they don't move their money. That, that's a natural thing that happens in a, in a recession, especially when it's all over the news. And, and, and the Lord finally talked to me, and he said, do you, want, do you want this house to sell? I said, yes, I do. He says, I know what time we're in. I said, all right. He said, it only takes one buyer. It only takes one buyer. It only takes one buyer. I know I'm out in the woods. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm next to Ocala Forest. You know, I got a big, huge log cabin. You know, the the, the things is like everyone's, a lot of people just go for neighborhoods. And it's a special piece of property. Five acres on a lake, little lake. And you're like, no, Jesus just, I remember him sitting down with me. And he said, I was in my chair. He's like, do you want the house to sell now? Are you tired of cleaning it and going back and forth and watching it? Because I, I was airbnb it out, but it got hard because it's like a 45-minute drive. Finally, I lost all my cleaners. They moved or whatever, and now I'm doing it. And it's like, oh, you know, this is becoming a burden, you know? And then people were trashing my house and what, what, whatever else. And so, I mean, there's a way to do that right, but... <laughs> My house was huge, so I was letting like 15 people stay there. I'm like, oh, God. So it wasn't working out too, too well, even though I did make money. But the Lord said, do you want the house to sell? He said, is that a good thing for you right now? I said, yes, it is. So he took me to Matthew 7. Let's go there. Matthew 7. I'm talking about faith. Amen. I know y'all don't believe me, but I am. What are you expecting? That's what I got on. What are you expecting? Can you start somewhere? Can you start somewhere? What can you believe for? Well, I can believe for this. So start there. Believe believe him for something every day of your life. Believe him for something every day of your life. This is what I can believe for. And then he'll take you further. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given. What did Jesus say? Ask, and it will be given to you. Except if your name is so-and-so and so-and-so. No, he's just blanket. Ask, and it will be given. Now, you don't ask for something that is not in the Word of God. That's not according to the Word of God. We had a guy say, I'm believing God. I ask God for this. Well, well, you're you're, you're asking God for somebody else's wife. (laughs) No, no, this really happened in my church. I'm like, dude. You can't ask God for somebody else's wife. Yeah. Yeah, but she's not really in love with him. That's none of your business. Yeah. Yeah, but he had an affair on her. That's none of your business. You don't ask God for something that doesn't belong to you. You don't ask God to sin because God is can't sin, neither can he be tempted with sin. So that's not your wife. (laughs) And you can't have her. Well, I'm still gonna believe God. Well, we had to ask him to leave. Like you guys. We do not preach that, and you know it. You are being stupid, and you know we do not preach that. You said if you ask anything, I'm like, really? You are not that dumb. You are smarter than that, according to the word of God. All right, I had to say that. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek according to the word of God, and you will find, you will find, knock, and that door will be opened unto you. What do you want? What do you want that's a good thing? He said, is this a good thing? He said, is this a good thing? That's how he started the conversation. Is it a good thing that you are, this is not on you anymore, that this burden is off you? I said, yes, because my husband was ready for it to be off me too. He's like, oh, you're going out there again? You know, so, so I knew it was a good thing. He said, okay, go there. He said, then the next verse, verse eight, for everyone who asks, what? Receives. For everyone who asks, if you haven't asked nothing of God, you need to ask. And you need to say, you said that I asked for this, I'll receive. And so I received this by faith. I said, okay, I received this. And so 
He said it only takes one buyer, one person. And then he went on, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. Or what man is there, or woman, among you, that if his son asks for bread, well, I got three sons, so that, that relates to me. If his son asks for bread, if Joshua, Justin, Jordan asks for a piece of bread, are you going to give him a stone? No, nobody in their right mind, not even a bad guy would do that to their own kid, mostly. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? Hey, mom, I'm so hungry, I want some fish, and then you give him a snake. That wouldn't even occur to you to do that, even if you're kind of a, like a bad person. And he says, if you then be an evil, that means natural, carnally minded, just being a natural person. He said, if you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things, good things to those who ask him? There's that word, good thing. He said, is this a good thing? Good thing. Gosh, the Holy Spirit is so great. When you spend time praying in tongues, which I was, you know, I was praying in tongues the night before. I'm just like, I don't know how to pray anymore about this. This is just such a pain, you know. And so I just started praying in tongues. And so the next morning, I'm sitting in my chair. I don't know if I was praying that morning exactly in that chair. He said, is this a good thing? That's exactly how he said it. God, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. It'll just come yes. right up inside of you. Yes. Out of nowhere. But yes. it is from somewhere. It's from the fourth dimension of you, which is yes. inside of you. Amen. So it's really important to pray. Yes. It all works together. Pray, prayer, praise. Amen. Yes. And so he said, is it a good thing? I said, how much more shall you, my, how much more shall me, your good heavenly father, who is perfect in all his ways, give you what you asked for. Yeah. I said, all right, yeah. that's it. It settled in me. I had read that over and over and over, and I just kept reading it. How much more? How much more? If you want it, how much more does he want it? Yeah. And so I said, okay, that's it. Thank you, Jesus. I have a buyer for this log cabin, and all I need is one. Right. All I need is for one to love it. Yeah. And then I gave God a certain price, you know, and I really could have upped that price. But that's all I had the faith for. Yeah. And that, that was to, to this certain price. And I, I probably couldn't have gotten more, but that was where my faith was. I'm like, and this is, what, this is the price I want. And so um, I said, so now I receive it right now. It's done. I have a buyer. And so I had had, um, I had, had my uh, listing out on a site where I could actually manage it and be the be, be the realtor for it. I don't know what it's called, where a realtor could bring them to me and they would get their 3%, but then I'm, I'm managing the listing. So anyways, that worked really well for me. So within a couple days, two days, some realtor calls me and he says, I have a client that is coming from, did he tell me where they were coming from? He says, yeah, he, he said they're coming from out of state and they want to move to Florida, and they want to buy a log cabin. Yeah, he, he did say that, a log home, because they're coming from a log home. They're moving out of New Jersey. Taxes are high. They're tired of being there. They want to come to Florida. That's been their dream. And so they want to move into a log cabin because they want their furniture to fit. All that furniture that they have up there in their log cabin, they want it to mesh with what they're doing here. And they've got 14 log cabins that they're going to look at from Tallahassee down to Lake Placid, Winter Haven, right above West Palm Beach area. And they've got 14 cabins they want to look at, and you're, you're in the lineup. I said, all right, praise the Lord. So he gave me a day. He said, I'll, I'll call you back and let you know which day actually. And so I said, okay, thank you, Lord. It only takes one. So finally, they did. They did come to see my cabin, and it was on my anniversary and so we were on our way to New Smyrna Beach to, to spend a night there, have anniversary, whatever. And we're like, yeah, we'll stop by the cabin on the way to New Smyrna Beach. And they walked in, and um, I did not realize that mine was the um, last one that they saw. I just did not realize. I figured that they were going from you know, north to middle to south. And so I think they had two more to see, mine and one that was in Paisley, a little further over on Maggie Jones Road near the Boy Scout camp. And um, so they walked in, and the woman, you know, she's like, 
walking through every room going, oh my gosh, wow, wow. And you're like, oh, she likes it, you know. And so the man said, okay, I like to go outside. And so he went outside with Pastor. And then he started telling Pastor, because we were in the middle of building a big fire pit, like a nice one out of rock and all of that. And, and uh, Pastor was telling him about it. He says, I'm, just, I'm getting ready to finish this out. He said, don't finish it. Forget it. He said, it's fine the way it is. Don't finish it. Okay, so, so when some random stranger comes over to see your house and tells you not to finish the work project that you're on, yeah. already they bought it because they, they've, yeah. they've already, they, they're owning it inside. Like, I'm going to do this. I want to do that. And we knew that. And so between her reaction and his reaction, and he said she's not a really verbal person, but... <laughs> She's like, wow, you know, he's just looking at her like, you don't really act like that. She didn't do that in any other home. Like in every room, she's like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a nice soft-spoken wow, but she was wowing every time she walked through the house. So um, realtor looked at me and said, I think they like it. You know, I'll get with you. I'll call you later this evening and uh, give you up. And so the woman actually went on the banister with me, and she, her and I talked. We were looking at my husband and the guy down there at the fire pit, and she's like, well, you know, what, what are you, what are you, what's your, what's your lowest price on this? I said, I'm sorry, I'm at my lowest price. I need this. I, I went ahead and put the lowest price up there. I can't do any more. I, I mean, I'd like to take higher, but this is what we have in it, and I'm already losing at this price. But that's where my faith was. I believe I can get this in Paisley. You know, that's just where my faith was. But um, she probably would have given me more, but I looked at her and said, I'm already at the lowest, and this is what I'm asking, and I won't take any lower. But you can give me more if you want. And she's like, I, I understand that. I, I, I get that. And I told her what we had in it, what we did. And she's like, okay. And so that night, we were at dinner having lobster. And we were in the middle of dinner, and the realtor called. He, it was a guy. And he said, they're going to give you full asking price. They want the house. So I ordered cheesecake. <laughs> and said, it's time to celebrate. Now, why did I tell you that story? Because you need to hear stories. You need to hear things. I have believe, been believing God for that thing to sell. But it was like there was wavering. James says, when you ask of God who upbraideth not, he doesn't play favorites. Amen. He said, don't waver. Don't waver. And so when you're wavering, it's like, oh, the economy. Oh, it's Paisley. Oh, there's meth labs down the road in St. You know, Catherine. You know, whatever. All these things that hit your head and go, you're not going to get it. 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 And finally, when you pray in tongues, which the Bible says in Jude, beloved, build yourself up. Jude 20. Build yourself up on your most holy faith yes. by praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, if you've never put anything in you from the yeah. Word of God, if you haven't read anything and actually put the Word, which is filled with faith, His words are filled with faith, if you haven't put anything really in there, it's hard for Him to build something up. Even though I will tell you this, that if you're a young Christian and if you do pray in the Holy Spirit, He will teach you some things. Yes. Right straight from the Holy Spirit yes, that you that is in the Word that you haven't found yet. Yeah. And then He's gonna make you go find it. I'm like, where, where? one time I was like, where, where is that? And he's like, remember? I'm like, oh, let me go look in that 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 book that I don't read very much. It was an old testament book. And so God will still help you. Yes. He'll still help you. Amen. But that that is just an example of faith. Yeah. That's an example of faith. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of me reading, letting that word of God become a part of me. I read it over and over and over and over. And finally, I'm like, oh, prayed in the Holy Spirit because I was just tired of everything. Just said, I'm just going to pray. There's something that needs to change in my heart. Something, something, you know, because I'm having a hard time believing you to sell this cabin for whatever reason. And, and because of all the stuff that I'm looking at. And then finally I prayed in the Holy Ghost, and then all of a sudden, the next morning, dropped in me. Is it a good thing? I said, yes, it is. Is what you're believing for God a good thing? Yes, it is. I know it is, because I can give you scripture, and I can give you verse. Is what you're believing God for a good thing? Yes, I believe that. What about you? 
Everybody in here, I bet what you're believing God for, I can find scripture and verse. And you need to go find those scriptures and verse. Yes. Said, Lord, you said if I ask, it'll be given to me. So therefore, I have it. I have it. You need, to, you need to dream it. So what I did for that week, for only three days, I dreamed someone coming to the table saying, I want this house. I dreamed someone coming into my house going, I want this house. I didn't let any economic, I turned off all news. I stopped scrolling Facebook. I stopped it. I just looked at someone's coming in my house. It only takes one buyer. They want it. They want it. They love my house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they loved it more than anything else they saw. And they didn't even go see the last one. They're like, we're not going to like it. We just like yours. And we're going to buy it. Amen? Amen. Amen? That's faith being put to work and faith coming into manifestation. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. So what did I do? I envisioned, I envisioned the house gone, sold, us signing the papers at the table. And we signed the papers right here in the coffee shop. At our church on a Tuesday or a Thursday night, whatever it was, they came and met us at our church and we signed those papers in the coffee shop. It was like a, whatever it was, it was like a baby's room or something back then. But we signed those papers and it was a done deal. And that was it. That was it. And we got our money, no problem. And you know, I don't know about today, but quite a few years later, I found out that they never did sell their cabin their house in New Jersey, it wouldn't sell. Now, I don't know what they did with it. I don't know what the deal is now. They had some kids, so maybe a couple of their sons are living in it or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to figure out, well, they got to sell theirs before they can buy mine. This has got to happen. That's gonna, That's I mean, in the natural, that makes sense. They got to have that money coming from that one to put on yours. I said, I don't care. I don't care how it has to work out. But they just came in and said, we want the house and we want it now. We've got the money to buy it and do whatever we need to do. And the sale is done and the sale is complete. And whatever happens with their other house, that's not my concern. I don't have to make this happen. Amen. And so say this, 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory. This is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world or anything that I'm going to come against in my life, even my faith. Your faith is the only thing that's going to get victory for you in the areas that you need it. Amen? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 2, 14. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. My Bible does not really fall, fall into 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God. Now thanks. We don't thank him enough, people. I don't. We don't thank him enough. Say thank you, Lord. Now thanks be to God. He, he, did, he didn't just write, uh, God always causes us to triumph. God always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. His knowledge is sweet. It's a sweet fragrance. It says, uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be unto God who always. Well, the devil said to me, well, you're not going to get this prayer answered. You got that one, but you're not going to get this one. You know, that's what he always says to me when I'm believing for something new. Well, I know you got that one. Yeah, and I'll get this one. Because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if I got my prayer answered yesterday, I'm going to get my prayer answered today. Because thanks be unto God who always, always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Well, you don't have the faith for this one. Well, I didn't have the faith for that one. And God led me into triumph. My Bible says, thanks be unto God who always leads us. He leads us into triumph. How did he lead me? He he had to work with me. He had to work with me where I was. It, It wasn't just enough for me to look at those scriptures, although that was important. I had to pray in the Holy Spirit. I had to pray through this mess that kept hitting my head. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it this time. You did, you did too much wrong. You made your husband mad. What, whatever. You built that house. He didn't really want to build it. You know, all these kind of things hit you like, you're not going to get it this time. It's just going to be an anchor in the boat for the rest of your life. And I'm like, no, no. Thanks 
Thanks be unto God who always leads me in to triumph. Sometimes the voices are yelling so yelling so loud in your head that you need to open up your mouth and say, no, thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. You need to open your mouth because your head is so full of him shouting. Why don't you shout back? Why don't you shout back? Well, I'm going to look weird. Well, look weird, but get your prayer answered. I may look weird, but I got my prayer answered. Amen. Hallelujah. That's so when the devil says, you ain't going to get it this time. You, you got it last time. Yeah, and sucker, I'll get it this time. Because God will lead me into this triumph. He will show me what to do, how to do, when to do. I will pray in the spirit. I will get this word, uh, these words of faith, and I will get them in me until they become so real. Yes, Sometimes it says without faith, it's impossible to ple- please him. When your faith pleases God, it's not like it's a work, but the truth is, is that it's according to your faith. Jesus said, according to your yeah. faith. He said to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? Right. When, when he called Jesus' name and Jesus heard him, he stopped. And when you call on the name of Jesus, he stops. Yes. He hears from heaven. Amen. He hears you. The Holy Amen. Spirit's inside you. He hears. And when you call out of a genuine help, he stops. And he's looking at you this morning saying, what do you want? What do you want? Well, I want my grandmother healed. I mean, blind Bartimaeus could have said anything. I know in his, I know in his heart and spirit, Jesus knew what he wanted. But he wanted to hear Bartimaeus say, this is what I want. And then he looked and he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And that's what he's asking you today. Do you believe the God that created the universe, the God that created the galaxies that have galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies? You look at one star and that's really a galaxy. You look into that with the Hubble telescope and that's another galaxy. Come on, this guy is amazingly huge. You can't even call him a guy. This being is tremendous. Yes. And he created this world with his mouth. And you can create your world with your mouth. If you'll get the word of God, which is the word of faith, those words are faith words. You get them in and make them a part of you. Every time you read or speak the word of God, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they're life. They're not just like a fairy tale or a novel. You don't read the Bible like you read a novel. You find scriptures that pertain to your case. It only takes one scripture. It only takes one scripture. Amen. It only takes one scripture for you to get inside of you and say, that's mine. Yes. You should have more. But what is the scripture that I quote when I get sick? Sometimes I do. Like I feel sickness coming on. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And I imagine that spirit going down in there, the Holy Spirit going out and getting him out of hell. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Wow. And I think about it. And now he quickens my mortal body. And I just start praising him. You're quickening it now. If I'm throwing up, you're quickening it now. You know, I just keep saying it. You know, you want to just go lay down in bed and just like, oh, you just want to like sleep through this. But sometimes you just got to open your mouth when you don't feel good. You really do and go, no, hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. It always causes me to triumph, you know, and you start seeing yourself out preaching. You start seeing yourself out being a servant, you know, serving God. And so, yeah, you got to say it when you don't feel good and you got to say it when you do feel good. And it's really important that you say it when you feel good a lot so that you're ready for it when it comes because the trials of life come to all of us. Jesus said in the world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And what is the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. That's just you saying, Lord, you said it, it's mine. I'm going to make it a part of me. Confident expectation of what Jesus said, and you take it to heart. You said it, that's mine. That's all faith is. You said it, you let your mind paint a picture around that, it's mine. Amen? And I didn't get near where I wanted to go. That's okay. It's all good. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, what are you looking at and who are you looking at? Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, what are you looking at? Well, I was looking at Jesus hovering over my house with someone buying it yes. and sitting at the table. That's what I was looking at. 
looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2, the author and the finisher of our faith. He was there for you. He was there for you when you got saved. He put the faith in front of you for you to grab him as Savior, to grab him as Lord. Why, why wouldn't he do the other things? That is the most biggest miracle ever for you to accept him, and now you're not going to hell. That's huge, okay? So he's not only began your faith, he's the finisher of your faith. And so he's not going to just leave you to trudge through this world in, in despair and in defeat after he put his spirit in you. That doesn't even make sense. That means the spirit of God can't do anything in you, but he does everything in Jesus. That doesn't make sense. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And you need to say that every day. When you wake up, the same spirit, Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and he quickens my mortal body. Amen? Amen. So let, let's look at this um, and then we're going to close. <clears throat> Mark 9. Mark 9. You need to go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and you need to, you need to highlight scriptures that talk about healing and faith. So that when you need to just study on that, you can just go to those scriptures. Uh, before we go to Mark 9, let's go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 18. Assuredly, I say to you, Matthew 18, 18. Write it down and listen to me read if you're, if you're not there yet. Assuredly, when Jesus says assuredly, he's saying, I'm, real, I'm telling you the truth. Assuredly, I say to you that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, what, whatever you... Uh, permit on earth will be permitted. Whatever you don't allow will not be allowed. That's what that means. In the Amplified, it says, whatever you permit will be permitted. Whatever you don't allow will not be allowed. In the Amplified, it says, whatever you bind on earth or whatever you permit and, and, and uh, assume to be lawful here on earth is that that has to be already considered lawful in heaven. Is sickness and disease lawful on you? No, it's not. Whatever you don't allow here on earth will not be allowed in heaven. In other words, all that's saying is Jesus will back you up. He will back you up. When you get your faith on the word, he will back you up. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is, I don't have time to get into this, this is a powerful scripture. Two of you agree on anything they ask. It shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done. You get someone in prayer with you and go, no, this is what I'd like to agree with with you. Would you agree with me? And just from that point on, you use that as your faith point and go, on on, uh, September the 9th or 10th, whatever today is, September the 10th, I got an agreement according to this scripture, Matthew 18, 19 or 20, whatever it is. Um, I got in agreement with so-and-so, and we agreed. And you said, if any two shall agree on earth, touching anything they ask, it'll be done for them. That's your faith working. Jesus said it, so I take it at his word. I take him at his word. He said it, so that's true. Yeah. End of subject. I agree that I'm going to have this kind of car. This is what I want. Jesus, thank you for leading. And it doesn't matter what prices of cars are. doesn't matter what prices of houses are. It doesn't matter. That's right. What's yeah. going on in the economy? Amen. Jesus yeah. is not ruled by this economy, and you shouldn't be ruled because you Amen. are from your, yes. this kingdom of heaven. Amen. You're from the kingdom of heaven. Amen. How it gets to you, how it works is none of your concern. How he actually finagles it around to get into your life, it's not your concern. Yes. Don't let what's going on in the outside affect you. Just say, Jesus, I'm getting agreement. This is what I want. I don't care what it, what, what it costs. You're going to figure out how to get it to me. And so I thank you that I have it now. Whether we're in a recession or inflation or whatever's going on, it's all man-created and devilish. Yeah. So, but we're not of this kingdom. Amen. Amen. So say this with me. Say, it's according to my faith. It's according to my faith. It's according to my confident expectation of what the word says is true. If Jesus said it, I accept it. If Jesus said it, I accept it. That's faith. If Jesus said it, I accept it. 
I take it as mine. It's mine. God is not a man that he would lie. God's not a liar. God's not a liar. The devil is a liar. Anything that is spoken to me from the outside or from the inside that tries to say contrary to what Jesus said, I recognize it as a lie. And it's straight from hell. And I resist it. The Bible says resist the devil. James 4, 7, resist the devil. And he will flee from me. All right, Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you praise for this group of people. We love them. You love them. We love them. And I'm asking that you would make these words that I spoke this morning alive to their hearts and that they would take scriptures and they would ask you, Lord, what's my scripture? What's a scripture that could mean something to me for me to, to make it real to my heart for me to stand on? What's my word of faith scripture? And I thank you for helping me read it, say it, and making it real to me in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.